Welcome to the Sovereign Society Podcast, a sacred lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, soulful business mentor, kundalini yoga teacher, and modern medicine priestess who's on a mission to anchor heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week as I'll be sharing with you real talk conversations with some of my favorite sacred disruptors, modern mystics, and soulpreneurs. We are a collective of conscious creators who understand that life is happening for us, not to us. As our contribution to the evolution of humanity, we are honored to share with you all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to activate your legacy. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the Sovereign Society podcast. Prepare yourself because the journey to reclaim your power awaits. Hey everyone and welcome. I'm really excited because it's been some time since I've done a podcast episode. So welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. As I record this, we're just a couple hours away from the second presidential debates and it's something I've been passionate about for years and I'm excited because you know, as a sacred rebel, I'm here to implement great change and I'm here to educate the masses on topics and things that a lot of people in the spiritual community are afraid to talk about. And since our last episode, I've also turned 30. I'm in my thriving 30s and the past few weeks have been such a pivotal time for me to really heal, to really activate myself the last 18 days, but more so since I got off social media, I've had massive shifts in my life and I wanted to come on and record this episode because I wanted to share the 30 lessons and truth I've learned in my 30 years. Um, it's been quite a journey and I've, it's been awesome. Like going out, um, I went out on my birthday and I ran into some of you who listened to the podcast. I was in Mexico for the solstice and I ran into others that have listened to the podcast and, um, it's been really moving knowing that me speaking my truth and living my truth is impacting you all. So I want to thank you all so much again for being here. I thank you for joining this journey with me. And I want you to know as I look at my phone and it's 333 and I have 33%. So you can't make this shit up, right? (laughs) But I want you to know that, you know, what we're going through right now are massive shifts. We're experiencing massive shifts in the collective And it's funny because I wanted to record a solstice episode, um, but it wasn't recorded on the right mic. And so it sounded like shit. And I was like, I guess I'm not supposed to be on. But today I woke up and I was like, you know what? I really wanted to share the 30 lessons and truths I've learned in my 30s and having it be 18 days of this new decade. There's been so much healing for me and so much growth that I've seen within myself that I'm just so over the moon excited to see how all of this unfolds. So I want to dive in and also before I dive in, I should say, I want to give a shout out to my babes of Thrive who've been crushing it. This is what I've been doing um, since I've been away, since I've been off social media. I've been focusing on my clients that are partaking in Thrive and 
they're crushing it. And to be able to do this work, I'm so grateful. Seeing their breakthroughs, seeing how they're realigning to themselves so that they can really restructure their businesses, step into their truth. It means the world to me. And I'm currently accepting applications for the October 1st, um, the October 1st round. So the first group call we're going to have is in October 1st. There's going to be 15 spots available. This is the last time you'll be able to join Thrive in 2019. And I'm just so excited to see the transformations, more transformations and more of you really step up and answer the call. So if you want to learn more, you can check out experience.sabrinarichio.com slash thrive. You can also look below in the show notes and I'll have that link and you can apply and we can set up a time to chat. Um, I'm just beyond thrilled to see this, my signature program, to see people right, like ready to show up. They've been doing the work for quite some time and they're ready to build the business and life that allows them to unleash their medicine, that allows them to activate their legacy and implement great change while making an impact and income in the world. So again, you can check out experience.sabrinarichio.com slash thrive to sign up and apply. I'm excited. And with that being said, let's dive into the 30 truths and lessons I've learned in my 30s. So the first thing I want to share, the first lesson is you are the one who gives power to the past. So a lot of us can be really conditioned to, you know, the past and the stories and all that shit. And that's holding you back. You are not that person you once were and we have to make sure that we really love and honor the past honor that version of ourselves because it is still part of us and the more we shame the more we refuse to accept and the more that we belittle that version of us it's not going to support us so that is something that you need to understand you have the power to understand that the past is done and it's still part of your reality right now. So you are the one that's giving power to the past. The second lesson I really want to share is that life is always happening for you and not to you. And so this is a lot of the victimhood, right? And so things are unfolding. It's all happening. And you have to understand that if you are saying that it's happened, it's happened to you, you're giving away your power. So understand that things are happening, they're unfolding for your highest good. And know that in that, you know, it can be kind of hard when we're stuck in it. Like, oh my God, why is this happening? Like, why am I being attacked? Or does God really give a shit about me? Like, it's all happening for you. And down the line, you're going to be able to see why you've endured what you've endured. I know that for sure. Um, you know, I had a really challenging upbringing. Not my family did great, but it was more so the depression and the psychosis and the sadness and the pain that I went through that was really tough for me. And I just, I felt, I felt victim. I fell in the victim of mindset. And it wasn't until I started doing the spiritual work that I realized that like, wait, I'm going through this right now because I'm going to be able to help someone else down the line. And that in itself is the most empowering and liberating truth that you can ever see. The third uh, lesson I've learned is that everything you see is based on your past beliefs. So 
All of this is a figment of our imagination, what we create. And the past beliefs are what is actualized in this now. So understand that, again, the past, the present, and the future are all here. And what you're seeing is all based off of those past beliefs and you have the power to choose again. So this is all, this is hot, this is how it's unfolded for you because this is the way your mindset was, this is the way your beliefs were. You have that power to change it. Of course, it's going to be work, but you have the power to change it. The fourth lesson I would say, you hear this often from me, is honor the journey, trust the process. You know, we're going through what we're going through and it's it's happening as it is and we have to learn to trust it that comes with having a deeper sense of faith knowing that your needs are always met knowing that you know this journey is allowing us to have more depth it's allowing us to be more compassionate it's allowing us to enjoy this thing called life i feel like we are a society that's grown up with instant gratification thanks to the internet. And with that, you know, I think we forget that there is a process of how things are unfolding and need to unfold. Um, the biggest thing is that if whatever you want, you have to cr- cultivate a stronger container for that. And to know that this container, like it's all energy, right? So this container that you are cultivating will allow the up level to experience. So trust the process, trust that whatever is coming up is coming up to be healed and transmuted. Trust that whatever challenge you may endure is an opportunity for you to activate your power and your strength. And knowing that, you know, this is part of the medicine and the journey and the blessings we get to experience. And it's such a gift that we get to we get to see and we get to witness and we get to you know really endure and experience this thing called life and we need to take that into consideration more often the fifth lesson in truth i've learned is don't just sit around for things to happen you got to take action i think in the spiritual community you know we think of the law of attraction and manifestation that Oh, if we if we put it out there, like it's gonna like it's just gonna come to us like a fair the fairy godmother's gonna drop it off. That's not how this shit works. <laughs> like you need to take action. You need to show the universe that you really want it. You need to take action and go after those dreams and to make that a reality. I know for me it was a lot of like, you know, well, I deserve this. Yes, of course we deserve this, but I also need to take action to allow that energy to flow, to allow that energy to move. And when we work hard for something and then we actualize it, it makes it so much more rewarding, right? And that's the biggest thing is that we can't just sit around for things to happen. I think we as a society have been pretty lazy too. And whatever you want, you got to take action. You got to follow through. You got to know like, hey, this is a co-creative effort. I can't just ask God, Spirit, Universe to give this to me and I'm not you know, doing my part. We need to be able to take action. We need to implement this change and to, again, shift the energy. We are the alchemists that are alchemizing those dreams into and desires into our reality. The sixth truth I would say is 
that I've learned is that you need to align to the you you see yourself embodying as you've actualized those desires. So again, going back about taking action, become aware when you visualize yourself already living and experiencing those desires, what are the habits that you see yourself embodying? What are the how are the how do you treat yourself? How do you treat others? What are your non-negotiables? You need to understand that it's all energy, yes, and you have to to actualize those desires. You have to align to that frequency. You have to align to that you that's deep within, and it's going to be work, right? And all great things that we desire, you know, it's part of the hard work. And the thing is, is when we actually, when we, when we want those desires and we know those are, that's our right, we can remember and it can come with ease and grace. And we can remember that, you know, us actualizing those desires as embodying our highest self, it also gives permission for others to do the same. And you can be that source of inspiration. I mean, how do you think, I am blessed to do this work and to see all of you. It's because, and I get so many messages from you all saying of how much of an inspiration I am and all these great messages that really move me, especially when I'm in my own shit and I'm feeling low. I read those and it just boosts me up to keep going. And so, you know, take responsibility and take action as to how you see yourself, you know, embodying you. What is that you, you see yourself embodying? And start to follow through with it. So the seventh lesson I would say that I've learned over these past 30 years is that as you evolve, so will your relationships. During the peak of my Saturn return, I lost two friends that I felt were like really good friends of mine. And I saw that, you know, I'm constantly evolving. And if these people aren't evolving with me, And there isn't this balance of give and take anymore because I did feel like I overexerted myself and the habitual people pleaser, all those things. You know, my my relationships have evolved and I'm so grateful I'm in a space right now where the people that I have in my life, they see me for me, I see them for them. They'll call me out on my shit, I'll call them out on their shit. And there is this balance of give and take. And that's a true friend, right? A true friend will call you out. A true friend sees you. A true friend will support you. A true friend will, will, you know, have this balance of giving and receiving. And so, you know, I think for a long time, it was really hard for me to find my people because I didn't love myself or I, I deemed myself as unworthy. So I called in people who treated me like shit or um, they were really great mirrors for me to learn and to, for me to see like, yo, those aren't your people, you know, and they taught me great things. And I'm also really grateful <laughs> that they're not in my life anymore. So, um, you know, as I, I'm pretty sure it was Ayala Van Zandt, she said, uh, people come in your life for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. And to say that the people that I have in my life right now, my friends, I know those are my lifetime friends. Those are my soul family. And I'm able, I've am able. i been able to attract in my soul family because I've allowed myself to embody my soul truth. And that's been part of my evolutionary process. And I invite that for you as well. The eighth truth I've learned is the power of saying no. Woo! 
So we are coming, overcoming the people pleaser. We're overcoming the martyr, um, the crucifixion templates, like all of these things that, you know, the, the witch of the past that have been hung at the stake, like we, and especially the rise of women, you know, and being told to relax or be quiet and the, the conversation of boundaries, which I feel like a lot of us weren't taught growing up there gets a point where we can learn to say no. And there gets a point where we get to say like, hey, no thank you, right? And no is an answer. And that's something I've had to really learn over time, um, especially as someone who has a big heart. If you have a really big heart, it can be really challenging to say no because you just love so much and you care about those people so much. But some people are there to take from you and some people manipulate and some people just expect and you know deep within your gut if it feels expansive or if it feels restrictive and you have to say no. You know, sometimes I, I found myself saying no if I knew I've had work to do and people are inviting me to things like, what's your priority, right? And so um, learning to say no has been the biggest test for me. Cultivating these stronger boundaries has been a massive test for me and part of that no is making sure that my energy isn't overexerted and that, you know, if I'm finding myself with burnout like I did, um, I can say no. I mean, that was a huge part of my social social media sabbatical was that I had to say no. Like I felt like as a content creator, I gave away so much and people were just expecting from me for so long that like the amount of DMs I got of people being like, hey, I have this issue, help me. Like, you can you can pay for me sorry like if you want to work with me join thrive that's the only way i work with people and i'm at that point where like i'm having to say no on how much i exert my energy um i know i'm a beacon of light i know i'm here to implement great change i also know my worth and part of that worth is accepting when people see that within myself and want to support that through their financial abundance and their investment in me and my work. So have learning to say no has been such um, a blessing in a way that I've really allowed myself to honor my truth and my energy. So you have every right to say no if something does not feel in alignment to you. The ninth truth I would say that I've really activated and really learned over these past 30 years is that you can cultivate the life that you desire and it's gonna it's gonna require hard work but you got to keep going like remember why you started right um there's been so much of my life where you know people have doubted me or they're telling me to give up or telling me like Sabrina no you like you know you don't know and like it's an uh, it's an opportunity for me to be in my truth of being like I know what I'm worthy of I know what I desire. I know what I'm working towards. And I appreciate those that are like trying to do their best and projecting their own shit onto me. But the truth is, is like I'm keeping going. I know what that vision is. I know what it feels like when I've actualized that. And as I share, like I'm becoming that embodiment of myself that I see and feel as I've actualized those desires. So I'm going to keep going because my faith is so strong that I know what I'm calling in. I know what I'm ready to experience and know I'm re- what I'm ready to align to. And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to I'm not going to stop until I get there because I know this is part of my divine mission, right? And the life that I desire, it's like there's no giving up. I'm responsible for my reality 
And I just got to keep going, especially when the going gets tough. Like, remember why you started, right? So the 10th, I would say the 10th big lesson is like, you are not a victim of your past nor the circumstances. Goes a lot with, you know, everything is you see is based on your past beliefs and it's always happening for you and not to you. And I feel like we as a collective are really overcoming the victimhood mentality and knowing that like, yes, again, what's happened for us, we have this opportunity to to stand in our truth and to stand in our power and to share that like, hey, what's happened in the past has been really shitty. And if I took action or, you know, if I took part of that, I'm I'm taking action to choose again. And, you know, I, I just think with what's going on in the world right now and um, the way we're seeing things, it's like we're not a victim of the way that the world is right now. If anything, this is the invitation for us to step up and this is the invitation for us to do something about it. So um, this is your life. Make the most of it. Take action. Take responsibility and give yourself permission to do something. Give yourself permission to say no more. Give yourself permission to focus in again on what it is you desire and know that what you've endured, best believe there's someone else out there that's that may be challenged right now and they may be looking for help. And you overcoming that, you turning the page, you rewiring and rewriting it all, you have the power to to be victorious. Like why be a victim when you can be victorious? And that's the whole thing. That's the evolution. That's the alchemy of the victimhood, right? The 11th truth I would say is life is too short to not explore the world and your psyche. I can say that travel, psychedelics, and kundalini yoga have been the three pivotal things that have allowed me to become my highest self in this moment. And without them, I don't know where I would be truly. Traveling the world has allowed me to have a deeper perspective and an open mind about what's out there. And it's given me a deeper sense of gratitude for what I do have. Something as basic as plumbing. You know, I was in Mexico last week and the lack of trash, uh, you know, the trash facilities and opportunities that they have, things like that, you know, like dirt roads that had potholes rather than paved roads and and, and like strong, healthy infrastructure, that's allowed me to have a deeper sense of gratitude. When I look into my psyche through kundalini yoga and psychedelics, like I can see the vastness of what's happened. And for me, you know, I've been able to work with psychedelics to help me overcome PTSD, to help me overcome depression, to help me find myself again. And for a while, I was, I was really fearful of going back in there, you know, um, but it wasn't until I had the invitation of a friend being like, hey, like, you need to have more fun. Hey, you need to go in there. I knew like I was calling in the medicine to and I was feeling the medicine calling me in and the opportunity came up and I've been able to really expand my psyche and heal my psyche through psychedelics. I've been able to open up and heal my auric field um, as well as balance my mind and my energy through kundalini yoga, strengthen my 10 bodies. And life's too short to be stuck in those moments. Life's too short to be playing small. Life's too short to be in our comfort zones, you know? And we need to explore this beautiful blessing we have called the human experience. So if you are playing small, you're doing yourself a disservice. And go explore within and without and find the blessing that surrounds us. 
that it is to live during this wild time in human history because it's all an invitation for us to expand our minds and open our hearts to even bigger spaces than we ever thought before. The 12th truth I would say I've really embodied and actualized over these 30 years is that you have the opportunity to realign to your truth, not the truth of your upbringing. And that's something that I've challenged, I've been, that's been a challenge of mine since I was a little girl. You know, coming from a mother who's never smoked a joint in her life, growing up in the Catholic church and in Catholic school, always questioning why if, you know, the church or whatever would be so hateful towards LGBTQ, especially growing up in Palm Springs and seeing that. Um, You know, a lot of these things of the dogma, even of Kundalini Yoga, the dogma of the Catholic church, like all that shit I never really resonated with. And I was afraid of questioning that. And then that was an invitation for me to really cultivate my own relationship with God, my own relationship with Jesus, my own relationship with Mother Mary from my upbringing in Catholic school, and to really speak my truth. And there was a lot of um, abuse that I had in Catholic school, psychological, um, sexual trauma, all these things. And they didn't really align with myself. There was a lot of sexual repression uh, growing up Catholic. There was a lot of um, shame and all these things that I really didn't feel like were actually Jesus's truth, but more so the conditioning of the church to um, control the people and the masses. And I feel like we're in this time right now where, um, you know, we're really questioning what we've learned and we're in this time of actually aligning to our truth and we're in this time and we have this invitation to explore deeper. And so you know, this is the time for us to realign to our truth, what actually resonates with us and knowing that, you know, God's spirit universe has brought that to us because this is all part of our divine mission to share that truth. And so, um, you know, I think growing up um, really quiet and really feeling like I had to play small because of fear, um, really questioning um everything and really stepping up in the kundalini world as a psychedelic kundalini yogi um there's been you know i've been that sacred rebel disrupting the status quo and saying like hey this is my truth and being confident and in my integrity with that because to me integrity is everything right so when you're aligned to your truth and not the truth of your upbringing you are in your integrity and your family will see when you are you know, in your happiest and you're in your truth, they'll start questioning and start supporting you in that way. And if they're not, then that's their own issue of what they need to work through. But I just know for me, like speaking my truth and living my truth with conviction and with grace and to also be compassionate to those of where where they are and, and understanding that everyone has their own freedom to choose, it's such a beautiful thing. I just choose to expand and to continue to explore what resonates with me and release the rest the th- the 13th truth as i shared earlier is the past the present and the future are all here so the way you're taking action now is going to affect your future the beliefs you still have of your past whether they're limiting um, or like with reverence and respect, they're going to affect your, your present moment. And so this is all of your reality. You have the power to implement great change in the world. 
And it all starts with you and your beliefs. Sienna creates the outer, right? So for me, um, I'm choosing to continue to educate myself and others about the political sector of what's happening. And that's the reason why I jumped back on Twitter, because I'm going to be talking more about politics and whatever other energetic upgrades that I have. So you can check me out at Sabrina Ritchie on Twitter. Um, it's been a minute since I've been on there a long time. <laughs> um, I used to love it when I was a music journalist. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just like fell off for a bit and I'm okay with that. But I just know that I am implementing that great change for my future now. You know, my mission here is to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. And so I do believe the way and our, of our actions and our behaviors and our habits today Im- impact our future. And I do believe we have the power to um, shift what we've been enduring and, you know, a lot of the fear around climate change and all these things. Like, this is about us taking action now. Um, I talk about this a lot in Thrive, too, of just becoming aware of your habits and your behaviors and how that's impacting your future, whether it's in business or in life. And so it takes you taking responsibility to choose again and to, again, align to your highest self and the habits of you you see yourself embodying when when you're living in that world that you are actively co-creating and cultivating within yourself and without yourself. So the 14th uh, lesson, I would say, of my 30s is admit when you're wrong and choose again. Shit, right? Like... Admitting when you're wrong and that you fucked up or that you messed up, like, that's very humbling. And that shows a true, that shows true growth, right? When you can admit that you did wrong and you, you take, you take responsibility and then you choose again and you show like, hey, I may have fucked up in the past, but that's not who I am. This is who I am. I may have made a mistake in the past and you know, I, I apologize and being in that integrity and being in that truth that, you know, like I did wrong. I messed up. What a great learning experience, right? We cannot shame ourselves for our past. We cannot shame ourselves for what we did when our awareness wasn't really strong of how we were hurting others, um, how we were um, hurting ourselves and really ignoring ourselves and our truth in that moment. So admit when you're wrong, like is the sexiest thing you can do because it shows your vulnerability and it shows like, damn, like, you know, this is a person of integrity. So admit when you're wrong and choose again, I would definitely say is my 14th big lesson I've learned over these past 30 years. So my 15th lesson in truth I would share is to Reclaim your reclaim your power by taking a stand for what you believe in. So I'm a spiritual activist. I've been a spiritual activist since I was a little girl. I was thinking as I was preparing for this uh, podcast, I remember when I had my mom take me to the movie theaters to go see An Inconvenient Truth. And I remember being in middle school, going to the Holocaust Museum and feeling the energy of what's happening. And today I do see myself as a grid worker where I'm being called to these these sacred spaces that need my light, that need my love, that I can help activate in other people. So um, for the solstice, I was brought to Mexico and I was as I was driving through the border, I was just blessing up the border and these kids that are in concentration camps today and the amount of people that are dying, you know, and 
choosing to stand up and speak up. So this is why, like, you know, a lot of people are like, don't mix spirituality and politics. And then I, I see people like Marianne Williamson, who's, I consider my spiritual godmother, who really um, invited me back at the at the end of 2012 to read a return to love and that I'm going to be fine. And the fact that I've been able to volunteer for her a couple times and that I get to see her and speak up for her as she's running for president. You know, I'm very active on YouTube um, about like the uh, videos of her. I'm doing my best because I do believe that, you know, we do need this evolutionary shift in politics. So for me, getting like, this is what I believe in, you know, and I believe in psychedelic harm reduction. I believe in um, psychedelic research for PTSD. So I'm talking about my experiences. So taking a stand for what you believe in is also about sharing your experience. And this is something that I refuse to settle down about, right? Like I will continue to take action. I will continue to educate. I will continue to share my story and I will continue to, to learn and to have conversations and, to again educate the people through my own experience and learn from researchers and uh, there are other um, activists and scientists and advocates you know on how I can be a better person and so these are all things that are really important and so when you stand up for what you believe in you reclaim your power because you know it's part of your divine mission as to why you're here so to me, like stop sitting around and, and like start getting involved, which is leads to my 16th one is to get politically involved if you want to experience great change in the world. I feel like as millennials, you know, we are the most educated generation there's ev- that there's ever been. And I think that statement is still true because I feel like a lot of uh, Generation Zers, you know, the post, uh, the post, um, new millennia kids like a lot of them aren't going to colleges because student debt is so high and college is so expensive and so I do feel like millennials are the most educated generation there's been and we were also the generation that uh, were going through puberty during 9-11 and so we've seen war we've seen injustice for so long that we have a power to take a stance and to do something about it And that's, again, something I've been so passionate about. Um, For me, the biggest things are, you know, uh, criminal justice reform, social justice, um, mental health, and a lot, you know, there's just so many things. And uh, those, those are my big ones, most definitely. And we have to understand that we need to stand up and, again, take a stand for what we believe in and volunteer, get involved, like, I volunteered for Marianne Williamson and I volunteered for Bernie Sanders in 2016 and and that was it meant something like I felt like I was helping push the the agenda of these progressives who want to implement great change and so if you're an adult you need to wake up to what's happening and understand that your voice matters and you need to share and you need to have these conversations and stop living at a basic bitch level and start getting really deep and having these conversations with people that you may not be used to having conversations with. I do feel like me, I was brought to Joshua Tree, Trump land, like this place has people that still have Confederate flags hanging and people that have Trump flags, a lot of PTSD and trauma from the Marine base of town over. 
And I was brought to the space where I've had to get out of my comfort zone um, of, you know, people who think like me to see people for where they are and understand also that people choose the political leaders that they do based off of ignorance or naivete or education. And so I'm just here doing my best to to have these political conversations to take action so I can implement great changes. I know I'm 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 getting again the locomotive moving and I'm getting the m- momentum moving and I'm teaching people um to get politically involved and to take action and to stand up for for the injustice and to speak up for those that have been marginalized. And so we need to really take action and follow through. So my 17th truth I've learned over the years is that you are an important piece of the puzzle to this great thing called life. And there was a moment in my in my life after my best friend committed suicide and I was in college and I was just surrounded by people who were just abusing the shit out of me because I had such low self-worth and depression. And, you know, I just I just thought that this is what life was. I was so numb to joy. I was so numb to happiness. I didn't even know what those were that I wanted to take my own life. You know, I called I remember I called a suicide hotline and that to me was a rock bottom. Um for me and I realized that like no I'm still there's a reason why I'm here and I know that full heartedly there's still a part of me that has I know death is still an illusion but there's been a huge fear of death because I just know there's so much of my life that um the world needs and my light the world needs and there's a reason why I'm here and um I know I'm an important piece of this and any of us like if we weren't here like we there's a reason why each of us are here and if we weren't like we'd be the missing puzzle piece to this great change, this evolutionary change that is possible. So if you feel like you are having a hard time, I invite you to call the suicide hotline, talk to a therapist or a counselor and um, a friend, you know, reach out and get help. You are so needed and you are so seen and you're so important in this world. And I really want you to understand that because as someone who went through 25 years with depression. It wasn't until my recent um, my recent ceremony with MDMA. I haven't touched MDMA in seven years. And I did for my birthday. And I got a trigger come up and I worked through it. And after that, it was like that was the, you know, the threshold that I needed that was kind of keeping me trapped and, and held back. And so, you know, really give yourself permission to to ask for help when you need it and to listen when your friends are calling you out and being like, yo, you need to have more fun or you need to choose again, right? So you are worthy and you are needed more than ever before in this thing called life. The 18th truth and lesson I've learned is to balance your masculine and feminine energy if you want to experience wholeness. So that also means balancing work and play. That means balancing dark and light. That means balancing negative, positive, like coming into the space of neutrality and not having the pendulum swing strong on either end, right? This is what it's about. And so for me, I I have a whole section of this to th- and thrive. The importance of cultiv- conscious empowerment is the balance of your masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, we need both of us. And I think, you know, we're really breaking through that threshold of gender and um, and understanding that, like, 
there's masculine within us and there's ma- and there's feminine within us. We needed the sperm and the egg to create us, right? Like there is both of those the both of those energies within us and we need to learn to balance those. If we doesn't matter if it's in your copy, if it doesn't matter if it's in your business, those structures, the rhythm, the flow, like all those things are necessary to experience wholeness. So you need to cultivate that balance within if you really want to experience wholeness in this life. And I think that's where we're really honing in on right now um, in this human experience is the balance of our masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, being a Kundalini yogi and being able to, you know, this is my passion is the balance of masculine, feminine, work with twin flames, divine masculine, divine feminine within. Like, this is the work that I'll be doing for the rest of my life is that balance of masculine and feminine energy because to me, it's everything. So I just I just invite you to understand where you're working hard and you're not bringing enough play. You know, there's a lot of, there's an imbalance of the masculine and you bring more of the feminine. Um, you know, when are you like really exerting yourself out there and when are you allowing yourself to go within? Like when are you taking action and when are you allowing yourself to receive? These are the things that we really need to balance and have a healthy relationship within ourselves. And as we do within us, we'll start to experience that without us. The 19th truth is to take responsibility and clean up your childhood and the past pain to be fully present. So this to me is what we talk about in Kundalini Yoga, the lower triangle, which is what I share with my clients the first half, the first month of Thrive is to really cultivate that strong foundation, aka your lower triangle, healing the traumas and the pains from zero to 22 our subconscious mind, um, the ancestral karma, like we don't need, we can be the sacred disruptors that end that right here, right now. We don't need um, the stories of our past and of our family's past to dictate our happiness and how we experience this life. I know for me, um, my mom's first generation American, and so there was a lot of the scarcity mindset coming from immigrant grandparents who I was raised by. And Um, there was a lot of trauma and pain that my mother went through and my grandmother went through and guess what? As women, we are, we pass this down, especially, um, we, you know, I just think a lot about like, well, shit, when I was in, when I was in, uh, my mother's womb, I was in my mother's womb, like the egg of me was inside my mother's womb as she was being born inside my grandmother, and it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a male, but I think as women, we, we carry this burden a little more. And we have the power to, through Kundalini Yoga, to heal seven generations behind us and seven generations before us. And so um, that has been my deep work for the past seven years is to heal the family dynamic that um, I've had. Because again, through my childhood, I've experienced so much death and pain that I wasn't able to be fully present for others, let alone myself, until I did the work. And I finally feel like I'm at that point where I'm in my true wholeness and the things of my past are not dictating where I am anymore. Um, I'm really grateful that from my birthday, I really cleared through a lot of that shit. And I was in a safe space to really go there and explore and cry and felt really supported by people who see me and people who care about me. And so, you know, a lot of, I I separated from my twin because I I felt like I needed to heal my family dynamic Um, because the biggest thing is like, I've already seen my son, Michael. He came through my two ayahuasca ceremonies and he sends me messages all the time. 
And for me, it was like I wanted to take responsibility to be, again, the sacred disruptor so that my children don't have to go through the same trauma that I've experienced. And I'm taking responsibility for my life up until now um, and not allowing that density and the miasma to be transferred to the next generation. Because again, as we do this work, we heal seven generations behind us and seven generations before us. And so I feel a lot for... Um, those, um, my Jewish brothers and sisters, um, the Afri- my African American brothers and sisters, I feel a lot for my Native American brother and sisters, these groups of people in the past, the Japanese, there's so many different groups, you know, that have been, um, that have fallen, I don't even say victim, but have had to overcome, um, really challenging things that they've survived, but there's still that trauma deep within their cells. And so... That's a huge part of the work that I do, right? Like the ancestral karma that the ancestral karma, the lower triangle and the um, inner child healing, the balance of the masculine feminine, like that is the foundation that I teach and thrive because that was me answering the call to all the other spiritual teachers and business teachers out there who were helping people build their businesses or helping people go through their journeys. But They weren't talking about those things. And again, that is all part of the lower triangle, which is what's dictating our physical reality. And if all that is mucky and yucky, we can't live in our heart space. And so I answered the call um, to really share that truth. This at least leads to my my next uh, lesson that I've learned. My 20th lesson is that answer the call and act accordingly. Like I answered the call. I saw what was missing in a lot of these um business development courses and trust me i've spent tens of thousands of dollars taking these courses and you know you can build these businesses but we're in this time now where there's a holistic relationship where all these pieces are involved and part of the way that i chose to answer the call is to go in there and go really deep with people so that they can really find these deep roots as they go forth and build their soulful holistic business and share their truth and their medicine with the world so it's really important for you to answer the call and act accordingly because, you know, this is why we're here. This is all part of our divine purpose as to why we came here. So um, that was how I answered the call was to really help people build their business from the inside out um, by taking into consideration that our life, our relationships, our spirituality, our health and our businesses, they're all they all coincide with each other. There is no separation. Right. And we have to understand that. Um, This is all part of what makes us us. So the 21st truth I've learned is that social media sabbaticals are necessary in this golden era. And as someone who grew up depressed, I turned to social media to be like my saving grace of like my my soundboard. Um, You know, I, I it was a distraction to me. It was an addiction to me. And, you know, being on these social media sabbaticals has been really liberating because it's allowed me to not get caught up in what everyone else is doing, the comparison paralysis, all these things, and it's allowed me to step into my truth. So I'm not getting back on Instagram until September 9th, um, but I will be active on YouTube, and it looks like I'm going to be active on Twitter, um, but Instagram, I've just needed a break, and I'm totally cool with that. And, uh, you know, this is just, these are the necessary things that we need uh, because, you know, we're, we're constantly bombarded with energy through social media. Every scroll, you're picking up the energy of that person. And 
the comments and the comparison and all these things. And it can be draining, right? We need to have better boundaries with social media. And having been off for five weeks has been really liberating. It's allowed me to focus on my babes of Thrive to help me uh, refine and really hone in deeper on the teachings that I'm sharing and to just get my systems in order. So there's, again, no accident why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. I just know that... This is my purpose and this is what I need to do in order to go out there and fully be present for each and every single one of you and to also honor my own energy and my own needs and desire. So the next lesson, my 22nd uh, truth would be to give your permission to give yourself permission to go out of your comfort zone often if you really want to grow. You know, I it was interesting because um, like talking about like doing MDMA um, recently that I haven't done it in seven years and, you know, not doing it, even though I credit that medicine to be the thing that really catalyzed my shift and um, me, my spiritual journey, really, because the first time I did MDMA was the first time I really felt like I saw and felt God. Um, but I was addicted to it. You know, when I was a music journalist, I was... I was rolling every week. It was cheaper than alcohol. And I just, I was, you know, it just kept me up and going. And there was no more serotonin in my brain. Um, So I didn't touch it for seven years. And like I said, the medicine was calling me. And it took me to get out of my comfort zone um, and to trust my friends and to trust the process. And it also goes when you're talking about getting out of your comfort zone, asking for help. I know for me, it was really hard for me to, to ask for help. I didn't want to burden others with my shit, you know, but those people weren't my, your real friends won't, you know, what does Dr. Seuss say? Those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter and those who mind don't matter. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've just, I've been so grateful that I've been able to weed out the people in the relationships in my life um, that, that aren't really supportive of me. And that took from me or didn't see me or, you know, or that I kind of felt like I needed to um, belittle myself to fit in or whatever. Um, So go out of your comfort zone, really. Everything you want is outside of it, right? I just think of that picture from, um, I think it was Girls. It may have been Girls. I think it was Girls where she had like the circle and it was like, your comfort zone and then it had like something outside of it's like everything you want um and that's very true you know so if we want if like everything we want is outside of our comfort zone we need to be willing to take that leap of faith and faith allows you to step out of that comfort zone and to feel safe right like safety and comfort go hand in hand and um you have to learn to trust that all is unfolding for you and according to divine will which leads me to the next uh, 23 that I have is that spirit always has your back and is all, all is unfolding according to divine will. So as you step out of that comfort zone, know that you have this opportunity to, to, to just know that you're always supported and that you will never be led astray. And that can be really scary. But as you cultivate this deeper relationship with spirit, as you cultivate this deeper relationship with yourself, you know that's the truth. You know that's where you're at. You know that there's no, there's nothing else out there. So 
it's all unfolding, uh, unfolding according to divine will. You have to trust the process and be patient. <sighs> Patience pays, right? So be patient as you go out there. The 25th truth, I would say, I've learned over these past 30 years is to be vulnerable and transparent if you really want to connect with people because playing small doesn't help anyone. As I shared before, you know, like I like being able to show face, like I didn't show face. I started showing face again actually around this time, uh, 2016. I remember it was like right after like the California primaries where it was rigged, <laughs> still believe it was rigged, and Bernie lost to Hillary and I was just devastated. And I knew that it was time for me to step up and it was time for me to speak up and start showing face again. And I was playing small for a long time and it wasn't helping anyone. And, you know, I, I, I value transparency. I value vulnerability. I value authenticity. And, you know, I, the most of the messages I get today are from people that appreciate my vulnerability and my transparency. And that's something I really value. And I, I will never belittle that anymore you know like I am here to speak my truth unapologetically and I really invite you to do the same if you really want to connect with people on a deeper level you got to be transparent you got to be vulnerable you got to speak and live your truth and stop playing small because we need you to show up the next lesson I would say is that if you're looking for answers outside of you you're giving away your power everything is within you of course you can ask for help but if you're expecting the outside world to show you the answers you're giving away your power so to me, it's that trust, that inner knowing, right? Trust that inner knowing and understand that no one knows you quite like you. And you, you know, if you're looking for other people or if like you're doubting yourself, you're giving away your power. If you're doubting yourself and you're listening to the opinions of others, you're giving away your power. Cultivate that deep inner relationship with yourself if you really want to show and unleash your medicine with the world. The next truth I would say that I've really embodied and really learned that is if you want to activate more abundance in your life, be willing to create the space and honor what you already have. So money is a vibration. Everything is a vibration. Cultivate the space for that to come, as I shared before, like strengthen that container. Allow yourself to to understand that it's going to require you to you know, choose differently. It's going to require you to take action. It's going to require you to to become ready for that like if you're not already honoring what you have spirit won't give you more right that doesn't matter if it's your finances it doesn't matter if it's your relationships it doesn't matter if it's your home material goods whatever it's all energy and you need to make sure you can cultivate more of this abundance coming in by having that stronger container so I feel like people like Marie Kondo have really done a great service to the world of helping people release the things that no longer serve. We've been able to overcome that scarcity mindset. And uh, the opposite of that scarcity is abundance, right? So get rid of the things that keep you small and get rid of the things that you're holding on to out of fear that's not going to do anything. So become aware of things like that and you know, cultivate the space, honor your sacred spaces, and give yourself time every day to bring in meditation and to implement space um, so that you can experience more great things in this life. 
The next truth I would say is that if you can't love others fully, if you don't love yourself first, yes, um, you need to be able to love yourself first. You need to be able to take care of you, to respect what you need, your needs that allows you to be in this space um, where you can share unapologetically and you can share um, you can share that love, like the inner, again, the inner creates the outer. Like if you don't love yourself, you know, you're not going to be able to be fully present for the person in front of you. That's something that I've had to really learn. There was a long time I didn't love myself because my, the way that I, again, the way that I was up, I was brought up, like it didn't align with me. Um, I had a lot of doubt and shame and fear and insecurities and I couldn't love others. I didn't even know how to love myself. So we need to do more and implement more of the things that make us feel good. That leads me to the, my next one is that you got to fill up your cup and share from that overflow if you really want to give wholeheartedly. And, you know, it's just like that being the 28th truth. It's just like you got to fill up your cup, right? Like that's part of the saying no. That's part of doing the things that bring you joy. That's part of the social media sabbaticals. That's part of the travel. That's part of doing the yoga. That's part of the radical self-care. Like you got to fill up your cup. And as you continue to up level, it's going to require more of you to show up, more of you to step up, more of you to rise up. So you got to do what you need to do and share from that overflow, share from that abundance, right? That's how we give wholeheartedly. My 29 truth, going which goes into the 28th and the 27th, is to cultivate, cultivate time every day to connect with your highest self. For me, the blessing that I have of having an online business is that I have the, the gift of being able to do me for as long as I want to. If I have shit that I know to, I need to get done, I'll get it done. But the thing is, like, I can take four hours a day if I really need to to fill up my cup. So, like, for instance, today I caught up on the news after the first night of debates. I did some kundalini yoga. I cleaned my house. I went on a walk with Bud. Um, you know, I, I just did things for me that allows me to take care of myself. And now that it's summer, too, I find myself that... Um, living in the desert, the heat can really get to me. So I love working at nighttime. And so I get to use the daytime to do me. And then because I'm feeling so good, I can start to cultivate that energy at nighttime to work and to cultivate uh, the, what I need, you know, and, and to share from that space of overflow because I feel so good. Um, that's been the blessing of me being able to cultivate the life that I want, right? Like, I get to connect with my highest self first thing. And then from that space, I get to create content that's going to support each and every single one of you. And so my last truth I've learned over these 30 years is that even if people around you don't understand you, always remember you do you. So, um, you know, I've felt like in my life, there's things that I've been working towards over the years that a lot of people don't understand because I'm the conduit that's supposed to implement this great change. And so me being in my integrity, me trusting myself, me knowing that I'm doing this with God and this is part of my dharma and this is part of my life's work and this is how I'm bringing in more love. This is how I'm doing me. And there's people out there that still don't understand and 
there's people out there who love me so much that they just want to see the best for me and they don't want to see me get hurt. I know where my faith lies. I know that God's working with me. I know that I am divinely guided. I know that I'm not doing this alone. And I know that I got to just stay true to myself because there's no one else that knows me better than me. And there's no one else that knows you better than you. So you got to do you. You got to make sure that the self-care is non-negotiable. You got to make sure that the travel is non-negotiable. You got to make sure that um, the inward hermit, you know, there's, there's a purpose for all of that. So do you make sure you're also like being an active member of society and your community as you do you. And when you do you, you're doing it with the highest intention. You're doing it with the purest intention of love, um, not just for yourself, but for others. Like you doing you is how you, again, are filling up your cup so that you can unleash your medicine with the world. So those are my 30 truths and lessons I've learned over my 30 years of being in this human experience. Um, I'm really excited. I've been praying to get to my 30s since I was a little girl. I always knew my 20s were going to be challenging. Um, But to turn 30 finally, it just felt like I could exhale. And I know this is the decade that massive shifts are going to happen. This is the decade I get married. This is the decade I'm going to be a mother. This is the decade I'll have a seven-figure business. This is the decade I'll have my book written. This is the decade I'll have more experiences of traveling, meeting more of you. This is the decade that I'll be able to build my dream space in San Diego and travel the world and support my family and you know continue to implement great change in the world by speaking my truth and collaborating with like-minded people and connecting with all of you like I've I've been patiently waiting to get to my thriving 30s and I'm here now so thank you all for your support over the years Um, if you liked this podcast please leave a review five-star review and comment below Um, I would love to get your help to help bring the algorithm out there to bring more people to this message and the medicine that's coming through. Um, I can promise you the podcast episodes that are coming up this next season are going to be powerful and and like really inspiring with some great leaders, uh, people that I really admire and respect. And I do this all for you. So help a sister out and let's get this message out there into the world. I invite you to get active and get involved, not just here, but out in the world, the political sector, with your medicine, with your truth, with your communities. Like this is the time for us to answer the call and unleash our medicine with the world. If you're interested in Thrive, again, check out the link below um, in the show notes or experience.sabrinarichio.com slash thrive and apply today. Uh, The doors will be closing, uh, what is it, September 30th. So um, I'm very excited and I look forward to connecting with each and every single one of you deeper. Thank you for your love and support as I take this social media sabbatical and know that I'm doing this not just for me, but I'm doing this for you so that I can show up as my highest self for each and every single one of you. Um, Again, if you want to be able to watch these live, Go subscribe to my YouTube channel and click the bell to be the first to know what's going on. I'm also going to be sending out emails from now on when I do these lives so you can join in and leave comments. I also want to do 
um, live Q&As over on uh, YouTube that will be converted into podcast episodes too so that I can best support you. But I love you all so much. Thanks again for tuning in and thank you for being here on this journey and thank you for showing up as your highest self and for answering the call to unleash your medicine with the world and I'll see you soon. Take care. Satnam.